Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Superman, and you're telling me you couldn't even do that one simple thing. Come on, put yourself here. Brian Webster, the game's over. Will he conquer his evil side and conquer the super machine in time to save the world from destruction? Superman 3. And welcome to Smirch Pod Royale, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films by those who enjoy, hate, or, you know, just aren't asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. This week, we'll be hitting the mean streets of Metropolis to find out just in the who in the what in the PC world is mucking about with all the computers. And if they have prior convictions. Yes, it's Superman 3. And joining me 
to muck about in a junkyard and turn our coals into diamonds is Paul Litchfield. <laughs> Hi, John. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm, I'm Superman 3 ready for oh, you. Oh, lovely. Oh, Richard Lester. Yeah, Richard Lester, you like him. I do like him. He's an interesting choice for Superman 3. He certainly is. He almost treats the entire experience like a comedy film. He does. <laughs> he likes that. Yeah, I, well, I like that. I love Richard Lester. I'm not entirely sure Richard Lester should have done Superman 3. I'm glad he did. Mm. But it's an odd choice of director, isn't it? Well, they already had him for two, so they thought, why not bring him back for three? Is he totally involved in two? I never... He When Richard Donner was Donner, fired, because yeah. he was making one and two back and back, yeah. back to back even, they brought in Lester to finish the film, so he did, and reshot enough of it so he could get a director's credit. Okay, because it really doesn't feel like a Richard Lester film number ah, two you said at that. all. Go back and watch the bit where they're blowing wind down the high street and there's suddenly an old man with an ice cream and a lady on roller skates. Oh, uh, yes, I suppose, yeah, that is definitely Lester all the way, isn't it? It's very silly. yeah. So we should, I mean, if we're, we're, uh, you know it's a Richard Lester film just at the very, very, very beginning. Yes. Well, that's where we, well before we get to that, because <laughs> yeah. this film starts where every superhero film should start, which ah. is someone going to job seekers. Yeah. And also starts with an immediate special effect, like they couldn't be asked to film a yo-yo. Yeah. Why, yeah. why do they have to resort to a special effect? Is it not a real yo-yo? I'm not a yo-yo expert. Well, I don't know. It, look, it looks like a real yo-yo. Is it just Richard Pryor can't? He's so coked off his nut that oh he can't even God. make a yo-yo work. I mean, we need to talk about that. Bloody I mean, how... the, the whites of his eyes yeah. and the slurring. Snottiness as well. He sounds yeah. like he needs to blow his nose all the time. He's at the peak of major grade A's, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and also, <laughs> with a lot of Richard Pryor in films, um, how much he just relies on um, not actually saying words, just sounds. Just... Yeah. <laughs> That sort of, he just seems to resort in all these sort of mad O's and R's, which he, is infinitely amusing. He can't, call, he can't hold a job. He cannot hold a job, which means he's a wastrel. Yeah. Yeah. Grotbags tells him off. Not the actress who plays Grotbags, no, but she looks no, like it. No, I shared some scampi with her once in uh, Butlin's Minehead. Of course she did. Yeah. With Grotbags, not this woman. With Grotbags, yeah. Grotbags yeah. herself. She wasn't in Grotbags regalia. No. I was. <laughs> She was performing um, a one-woman show about her life. Grotbags was. Grotbags was, Oh, good, yeah. right. Uh, yeah. in, uh, in the afternoon, and then the evening was Frank Carson. And she was just sat there forlornly with Scampi in a basket with chips, and I was sat next to her, just having my lunch next to her, not really knowing who she was. And she went something like, do you know what, I'm Grotbags? And I was like, couldn't give a shit with my eyes. It's like, mm. a bit rude that you said that. With my eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it like that bit in Red of the Lost Ark? You closed them, and you said, couldn't give a shit. <laughs> And she melted, and I melted. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, th- this is my problem, because right right from the bat, we are told that Richard Pryor is a loser. Mm. And yet, he seems to have infinite capacity to be a genius. Yes. When it suits the film. Yes. And that does not make any sense. Because he's told, basically, his benefits are turned off now, because every job he's gone for, he's not lasted five minutes. Yeah. So on the way out, he gets a, he asks a brother for a match. His words, not mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And on the match, it says, earn big money, become a computer programmer. Big, big money. It doesn't say, instantly become the best computer programmer no. in the world. It doesn't say, um, come up with a random idea that, um, due to good luck, more than diligence, pays off, hmm. and then be able to just be like, the most amazing computer scientist engineer that's ever lived. No, it doesn't say that. Like, you know, there's a weather satellite, yeah? Can you make it change weather? No, that's impossible. Yeah, but you can do it. 
Yeah, right. I think yeah. I can. I'll give it a go. Yeah. And yeah. why there? Do you want to build the biggest supercomputer there's ever? Yeah, I'll give that a go yeah. as well. Yeah. How do you want to turn it off uh, with a smarty on the end of a pin? <laughs> All right, if that's what you want. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Because now we've got the chaos on Metropolis Street. Oh, and I tell you what, it is wall-to-wall chaos. Yeah, it is. It's like a Benny Hill sketch without boobies. And without Benny. And without Benny. Yeah. And without any... Yeah, none of that. But Bob Todd's in it, so that's nice. Bob Todd, the man from the old John Smith adverts. The man from the old John Smith without Graham the dog. Stark. Yeah. Uh, a lot of penguins. The cream of British comedy. It really is. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. They really went down to some old, some old bloody lovey's club in Chelsea and just gathered them all up one day, got them in the minibus and said, how'd you fancy dicking around you on the You say minibus, this was filmed in Calgary. Is it in Calgary? Calgary, yeah. Wow. So they get in the minibus to the plane. Yeah. Probably all had a big crate of Nuki Brown or John Smith's. Yeah. Quick toot. Come and do your slapstick stuff. I didn't realise they went all the way there. Yeah, all the Metropolis stuff shot in Calgary. But but for heaven's why? Because it was a very cheap oh, time. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, it doesn't look like New York or anywhere. But Superman was all shot in, was it? Milton Keynes Milton Keynes, So, yeah. you know, that's definitely... Well, they were still building Milton Keynes at this point, so they couldn't do it there. <laughs> they, were, they were just making the concrete cows. <laughs> just one roundabout at the time. It was, yeah. They, that's where they filmed the... Uh, when he flies back around the world at the end of Superman 2. Yeah, it's Superman 4, he oh, just flies around the roundabout. <laughs> it's really boring. It, they, they did that in European vacation as well. He flies around the roundabout so many times the car eventually passes its MOT. It's a bit of a letdown, that bit. bit. <laughs> Can I tell you the fam- my favourite bit of IMDb trivia I saw Go about on. this sequence? The blind man's seeing eye dog takes off after another dog, causing all the trouble in the beginning. This is taking liberties for the sake of comedy, as seeing-eye dogs are specifically trained to ignore other dogs in the performance of their duties. Bloody hell. I mean, who wrote that? Barbara Woodhouse. Yeah. Jesus. The, the problem with this sequence, it is mm. funny. Mm. The music's really lovely. Love it. Um, and the way it segues into the Superman thing is mm. really lovely. Mm-hmm. But you're sort of already right from the bat derailing any sense of drama or sort of respect for the genre yeah, yeah. <laughs> sort of right from the bat yeah. everything's <laughs> and like bird shit gags and just think um, just blind people falling into holes. blind people thinking that a road marking thing is their dog yeah yeah, yeah. whereas you'd immediately go i can't remember my dog having a fucking metal handle so you'd immediately realise, don't your other senses compensate? I think we're supposed to. Not, not with this bloke. No, he's, his dog suddenly weighs a t- half a ton. Half a ton. <laughs> and his paws are on rollers. <laughs> and he's made of metal. And he's fine with that. He's probably got into one of those supercomputers. He's probably got K9, isn't he? <laughs> anyway, so there's all that. And he's mm. kind of lovely. And I like the way it goes into the... Burr, burr, burr. But the first time you see Superman... The passport thing's lovely. Lovely. That's lovely. I don't mind that at all. Beautiful. Yeah. Ripping off the last ones and not reveal. Beautiful fun. But all he does is just rip a roof off a car. And, and shakes it. the guy's hand. Everyone's like, yay. Yay. Yeah, it just seems a bit like, that's your opener? Fun fact, the little kid who comes down in the first Superman film and lifts up the car and you see his winky. Yeah. That's the kid at the photo booth. Get away. got him back to do that. Isn't that nice? Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's Keeps his really... winky in this time, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not like an auxiliary set of pictures that come out at the end. It's just all his winkies. Yeah. Where he's been in there doing nudie model shots. Oh, I hope not. That would, that would... I hope not. Makes me rather comfortable. <laughs> they would leave this opening, charming opening sequence rather sordid. <laughs> oh, yeah, if the camera just lingers on a small child's cock. <laughs> You're like, this is Superman 3, is it? <laughs> it's a bit weird, this one. And it was in 3D. <laughs> 
Anyway, you've got lovely Bob Todd thinking he's been shat on. Lovely Bob Todd. Even though we can clearly see the nature of the shit and it's bright orange. We should have had a scene here showing that Bob, Bob Todd's character, let's call him Arnold. Yeah. He, he's got a horrible affliction. If a bucket falls on his head, he can't get it off. Again, a bit like the man with the dog. Yeah. Um, once there's a bucket on the head, it can never be removed. Never. Yeah. He even falls over people rather than taking yeah, it off. Yeah, and then he tri- and then he makes a mime fall over go- uh, uh, gobstoppers. Yeah. Um, and this is this whole sort of first eight minutes is just chaos theory being shown, yes. shown to us. This is what can happen, folks. You're right. Yeah. A dog can run off a lead, and it can ruin a whole city. And this also means that um, Metropolis must be a really tedious place to live. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. And I much prefer the seedier, nastier Gotham. Yeah. Or at least if you go out, n- there'll be no hijinks, no hijapes. You'll just be shot yes. by the penguin. Well, we do see some penguins. We do see the penguin. Could, could that have been the penguin's influence? I think it might have <laughs> on been. Metropolis. It might have been. Because there's these little penguins on fire. And another bit of IMDb trivia I saw is that um, Superman shouldn't have... Because there's a penguin, if you remember, on fire. Mm-hmm. And he blows it out. Yes, and with then, super breath. Then puts it back in the road and sort of pushes it along yeah. towards the traffic. Someone said he shouldn't have done that because it would cause problems was it well this is yeah and uh, mm, yeah maybe superman thrives on the chaos maybe yeah maybe i don't know maybe so you've had all that mad opening and you're like this is a different tone yeah <laughs> from what i'm used to yeah. and then we go into the D- the daily planet mm-hmm. is that what it's called no yeah it's a daily Spider-Man. planet yeah, yeah. it's a daily planet yeah and um you need to tell me about margot kidder because she very much is so not appearing in this film she's yeah. in it for two minutes at the beginning and two minutes at the end when richard donner was fired Right. Um, Margot Kidder and uh, Gene Hackman were very unhappy about it. Right. To the point where Hackman refused to come back to do any of his pickups. So there's lots of bits in Superman 2 where you see body, du- body double of him. Got you. And Margot Kidder caused such a scene that when they came to do this one, they decided to just write her out of it. Just not having it. Yeah. Gosh. Which is why she comes in and goes, I'm going to Bermuda. Well, she comes in and first says to her boss, can I go to Bermuda? Yeah. And he goes, all right, yeah, you can. And she goes, okay, bye, I'm off to go and get my plane. He's like, what if he just said no? <laughs> she's already bought the ticket. Yeah, and she's got a bra and a, a bikini top she's in her. A bikini top. And there's a lovely moment where Clark's revealing that he's also on an assignment. Yes. He's going to go back to his um, high school for mm. a reunion. And there's a lovely little moment where he holds up the uh, school Smallville shirt and yes. he's got a big S on it. Yeah. And you get the Margot kid like a, hey. And then he goes, you know, Smallville. Yeah. And you go, ah, that's lovely. And uh, what I love bumbling Clark, but I think sometimes it's too much. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think sometimes the way he Clarks himself around the shop, he's almost like the American Frank Spencer. He is. To the point where you go, you can tone it down a little bit. You Mm. don't have to be that idiotic all the time. Yeah. Like, like, imagine if he, like, you know, goes to feed a baby with a spoon. He just puts the spoon through its face, <laughs> out, out the skull. Like, oh, oh, Betty, in his own inimitable way. But then he way. can throw it up into space. Yeah, <laughs> to hide it. Where's my baby got? I don't know. I, I, I went to make some toast, <laughs> turned back, completely gone. So the next, month, next moon mission, the first thing the astronauts see is a dead baby with a spoon sticking out of his head. <laughs> Houston, we have a series of problems. Uh, and every other person he's accidentally murdered. <laughs> this huge pile of people. Everyone has <laughs> Superman has slighted or done something for comic effect and it's gone dangerously wrong. <laughs> Can actually be seen from Earth. <laughs> See that pile of four million bodies? Yeah, that's Clark, that is. And Patrick Moore's like, we've seen something really bad and at the end of the programme he gets chucked onto the moon as well. <laughs> Xylophone sticking out of his ass. <laughs> Yossi crossed Clark. It's because Clark does all these sort of like, like there's a bit later on where like he almost, it looks like he castrates Richard Pryor 
by accident yes. with a suitcase. Yes. But it's not by accident, is it? Because that's part of his guise. It's, it's, it's intentional. It's hurting people. It, he goes around intentionally hurting people yeah. in a clumsy, doltish way to add credence to the fact that if he just... If people just looked at him for a nanosecond and went, oh, yeah, you're Superman because you look just like him. <laughs> yeah. So he's got glasses <clears> on. <throat> and what he does is he plays the Frank Spencer fool to get away with it. But I think sometimes he just goes too far. I think he does. Yeah, but there yeah. you go. But I like the theory there's a massive pile of bodies on the moon. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So we know, and we're still at this point, like 20 minutes in, and you're going, is, so what's happening? Is there any plot? happening yet well there is no no there is not really we're, um we're introduced to ross webster we're introduced to oh actually yes. no we don't first we go to gus gorman his computer class he's going to yeah where we're introducing the, the concept that computers are bad because the drink machine goes your Evil. coffee is ready yeah uh and then he does something all that he goes boss boss look at this and it just goes and i goes my god how did you do that and he goes i don't know i have no idea which what already it? tells you immediately he doesn't know what he's doing but what is it for i don't know i, don't know. I just made it go yeah which you could do with the basic commodore 64 zx spectrum yeah. back then but it took yeah. hours of going run to eight eight dash yeah. <laughs> there he goes two hours work for some reason because he does that they go i think we've got an unbridled genius on our hands absolute genius let's pay no attention to him at all while he commits the crime of the century hmm <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because oh. Gus hatches a plan, doesn't he? Because he gets his check and he's like, "I can't believe he puts all this, or he puts all this time and energy in, and he gets hardly anything." And then he starts talking about the half cents, the half cent they're all flowing out there, floating around in the ether from paychecks, and yeah. then comes up with an idea. Again, he doesn't know what he's doing, hmm. but he manages to do that. Apparently, it's called salami slicing. Right? Is that what it's known Apparently as? Apparently, so. Wow, why is it called yeah. that? Because you put it up your arsehole. <laughs> Well, that's that explained Heinz Wolf. What's <laughs> it called? Salami slicing. Well, because you put it up your arsehole. <laughs> that is on his gravestone. Here lies Dr. Heinz Wolf. You put it up your arsehole. Have you put it up your arsehole? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, like, it's brilliant. Yeah, Gus has now done something. And, of course, when he sees the money, he's like, oh, oh, mm. oh, He says, there should be a check there for my expenses. And they're like, expenses? Expenses? No one's ever asked. You've oh, been here a week. Yeah. yeah, you haven't even been here a week. And uh, it's 80, I think it's $87,000. Which is... 85 grand. I kind of like the fact that it's not a yeah. stupid amount. Like yeah. three million or something. Mm. It's, it's just a massive... Again, it's... <laughs> Reaction is lovely. Um, so, then Superman says... Oh, sorry. Clark says to Perry White, I'd like to go to Smallville, as you said. Yeah. So, he says, yeah, take Jimmy with you. Good old young Jimmy Olsen. Young Jimmy Olsen, who, who is, is, what, 40? 40 40-odd now. Cardi yeah. and sciatica. So they're going to go on a bus together to Smallville, and on the way there, there's a chemical plant fire. There is. And now we finally get to see a bit of Superman in action. Yeah. Personally, if it was me as Clark, I would have said, Jimmy, you go on ahead yeah. on the bus, mm. and I'll just fucking fly there in two seconds. Yeah. On my own But then no, Jimmy wants to, because he got, he got told off earlier for not getting a picture of Superman's Pulling a man out of a sunroof <laughs> which would have been newsworthy. <laughs> For changing a gasket. Yeah. <laughs> so he has to have that... You can tell he's just had this long journey with Jimmy. Like, yeah, 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 great. Yeah, yeah. great. And again, he's Superman. He could just literally snap his neck. <laughs> you just look at him and he'd burn his heat vision in his brain. Just melt it. <laughs> melt the camera to his face. <laughs> Kick him on the moon. <laughs> Get on with your day. 
With Jimmy, though, special, special, special dispensation. Throw him in the sun. Put another pile, put him on top of the pile. You just hear a camera shutter, and then tss. <laughs> and that's Jimmy done. But no, I, I like this bit in the chemical. Love pile. it, love it. It's really good fun, and mm. you get to see Superman doing Superman-y things. Yeah, and it's really good fun. There's a bit of jeopardy. Um, I love the sequences where obviously he's just landing into shot. Yeah, because obviously that he's being pulled on a crane, isn't he? It yeah. just looks so gentle and lovely. Sometimes they just have him on a tiny little seesaw and they just Do they let really? go on the other end and he comes down. Yeah. Oh, doesn't work when he's on the Helter Scout. No. <laughs> <laughs> they got him in a vomit comet. <laughs> so there's a big fight at the chemical plant. Jimmy, obviously, I want to get the best picture ever because he's Jimmy White. Uh, Perry White told him earlier, a good photographer sleeps and eats. With his Sleeps camera. with his camera. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. Sleep with your camera. Yeah. So he crawls up like a gurney, sort of like a craney thing. The crane collapses. Jimmy's like broken his foot or broken something. Clean break, he says. Clean break. Um, well, Super- Jimmy doesn't say that. Jimmy's going, Ah, me fucking foot! <laughs> and Superman gets a chimney, lays it down, and everyone has to slide down it. And Which I thought, lovely. That's a dirty chemical chimney. They now live all cancer. <laughs> and five years later, they all, <laughs> they all sued him. They all got bowel cancer. <laughs> Because it is, it's just like a dirty chemical Wouldn't you chimney. also go, look at the fucking state of my fucking mm. Prada <laughs> trousers. You, you know you'd be that one bloke. That one bloke who came out and the, the bottom of your trousers are out, so your arse is hanging out. <laughs> oh, Superman, why did you do that? <laughs> oh, Superman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Running out of shop. And now, now we have to have some proper jeopardy, because yeah. it's a chemical plant, and obviously part of the procedures of the chemical plant is to have the most dangerous chemicals known to man. Yes. Um, in a place constantly surrounded by heat and fire. Yeah, we've got some uh, Beltric, uh, Beltric acid. Acid, Beltric acid, which is perfectly normal until it, until someone breathes heavily on it. Yeah. And then it's the most unstable thing in the world. It becomes like the scientist who's looking after it. It's really non-plus when Superman turns up. Now, I need to talk to you about that scientist, but I'll wait till later. Oh, okay. Because he comes up again, and I'd never noticed before. Oh, is he in it again? Yes. Wow. And it blew my mind. Oh, my God. Is he Margot Kidder at the end? He's Margot Kidder at the end. <laughs> in a wig. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's, he says, I can't leave Superman. Can't Superman's leave Superman. like, why? He goes, because this acid, if it heats up, which it is at the moment, as you can see, because the lights are changing red. You see that? Yeah, and it's yeah. going, beep, 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 <laughs> and there's a big fire everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Also, I think you can leave this place. Yeah, what are you going You can't do, do anything about it. I'm going to stay here is and he melt. just pissing on it, just like <laughs> drinking loads of water off shot? And, God! Superman could help in that capacity, couldn't he? He could probably piss a river. I was going to ask this question. He could just suck a river up and then piss it out all over the... But so he does better than that. He says, well, I'll, uh, he's, he goes outside to say to the fireman, we've got a problem. The, 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 you've got the good joke with the fireman who's apone from Aliens. Yes, yes. Who says, get this man a hat. And yeah. then he turns around and says, oh, it's you. Forget the hat. Forget the hat. Um, and he says, we've lost water pressure. they got no water. That's the one yeah. thing the fire brigade need. You've got this, whatever it's called, halloumi acid, whatever it is. Halloumi acid. We also had Shane Rimmer pop up as a person. <coughs> mm-hmm. Shane Rimmer. So it, he's, he's been in everything. And so Superman thinks, what can I do? What can I do? Mm, yep. And I really like this idea, but again, this, this drifts into my problem. And I think we've, I've already discussed this with you before on mm. Superman 4, mm. is, is the not nailing down the powers that Superman have. Because we all know that Superman is faster than the speeding bullet, laser mm. for eyes, super strong. Yeah. But he can also do magic occasionally, it seems. Mm. My big thing with him is changing. Because, oh, yeah. because he does that. He opens his shirt up to reveal the costume, which is clearly underneath his normal clothes. Yeah but not his boots or anything else. Is his cape all rolled up? Like, yeah. like a sausage roll? It's up his arsehole. You, you, yeah. you, you must notice it around the collar. Yeah. Anyway, so he runs, and then that, that his clothes will disappear. Yeah. And then, later on, which he shows when he saves um, Lana's kid, yeah. he can then... F- 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Fly back down our Superman, and then the clothes can re-atomize on him. Yeah. That's magic. That's fine. How do you do that? Just, just, no, I don't see just, I, don't, I find that just, just fine. too much fine. to bear. Can't bear it. But you don't mind when he freezes an entire lake and then carries. Well, this it. is that was what I was yeah, saying the first yeah. example of. Oh, he's also got super cold breath, mm. right? Which is fine. So he Which is an established power, to be fair. Ice breath. Yeah, I spoke ice mm. breath. Mm. Yeah. yeah, maybe he just downs a whole packet of extra mints. Tree ball mints. <laughs> yeah. Yes, get some advertising in. I mean, I'd be more intrigued if he had like really. He could have super halitosis. Oh. They could just go on <laughs> someone and they just melt. <laughs> He could have sung tree bombings are a minty bit stronger. Yeah, he could have gone tunes. <laughs> Stick him up your ass and they'll last longer. Oh, Superman. Oh, you're you in your sea shanties. Beggar. So he freezes the sort of like a big layer of a lake. And then yeah. this is the. Because obviously, you know, I've tried picking up a poppadom on the rim. And if sure. you've not got good purchase, that yeah. poppadom will crack and fall. Absolutely. So grabbing onto the end of a lake. Surely it would just splinter off and fall. You'd, so, You'd need at least seven attempts. You would. But I suppose he's Superman and he's He'd fine. have to pick it up, then sort of chuck it in the air a bit and catch it in the middle like a tray. Yeah. Carry yeah. it that way. Yeah, like he's delivering a tray in the 1950s. Exactly. Yeah, with yeah. M- milkshake and burgers on it. Or just frisbeed it all the way to the chemical fire. Just twas it over. Because <laughs> on the way it just goes through several farms. <laughs> Cuts off a small boy's head. Goes through an entire herd of cows. On the way he comes back, he just twazzes them all up into the moon. Or it goes on its side like a disc and just goes right through the countryside. Just ends up falling in Europe. <laughs> but he doesn't do that. He picks no. up the big sheet of ice and he mm. just drops it. And the heat coming off the chemical fire is enough to make it suddenly rain. And he saves the day. And we get the bird. And it's lovely. And then the, the fireman says, that man's a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. But as you say, Jimmy's broken his leg, so he can't go to the school reunion. So Clark goes to the reunion on his own. And we meet Lana Lang. Lana Lang. Annette O'Toole, the lovely Annette O'Toole. She's really good. I like Lana yeah. Lang a lot. She's And she does a really lovely... This whole sequence where she first meets Clark and she talks <laughs> to Clark at the dance is brilliant because she's yeah. trying to do three organisational things at once. Mm. So she gives the DJ potato salad instead of records. Plates. Plates. Mm. So that's it. Um, it's just really well done. It's almost like a little Robert Altman film. Yeah. It's really nicely done. Yeah. Just a bit of normality. And you, and you obviously you're being told at this point... Margot's not in it, so this mm. is this is your love interest now, mm. um, which is fine because Lana's canon. Yeah, she is um, so, uh, Smallville sweetheart, and that's all good. And she mm. clearly has a thing for him, mm-hmm. um, you know. Because let's face it, even though he's supposed to be stupid and clumsy, and he's got a, um, he's still an extremely good-looking man. Sure is very <laughs> tall, yeah. tall, suave. He looks fantastic. He looks like Sue Pollard with those glasses on. <laughs> He looks like if Jeff Capes could be bothered to manscape. Oh, imagine if Jeff Capes was Clark Kent. Oh dear, what, lumbering around? He's lumbering around. Like, eating, good to see you again, Lord. pork pies and... <laughs> Got any Watneys? <laughs> he's a different man when Just he's not Stuffing Superman. shredded wheat up his nose. Lifting up trucks till his back goes out. Oh, Christ. Oh, and I've shit myself. Yeah, thank God it's not that. He's feeding individual sausage rolls up his arsehole. <laughs> Because that's what he would do. That's what he'd do. That's what Jeff would do that's on his days do. off, on his downtime. And, or he'd just like get a bit of a grape and just tuck it into his pocket and a little budgie. <laughs> Wasn't it pigeons? I thought he had budgies. Was it budgies as well? I think it was budgies. Oh, I like the idea. How many budgies did he accidentally kill, do you reckon? I reckon about 4,000. I reckon he sits down on the bus and like, oh, fuck. Or you're in- that's, that's three of them. <laughs> Jeff, love, you've sat on, you've sat on Mr. Puddles. <laughs> oh, fuck. He has to go home and have a little, little funeral. Leans against a bird thing, goes through it, kills another 20. Oh, God. He's constantly in this endless loop of lamenting for all the birds he accidentally kills with his hammer fisted. <laughs> oh, this new car. Oh, what's this? Reverse. No, Jeff, no. Straight into the hutch. Goes to the pet shop every three days and I'll have another 40, please. What are you doing? Are you eating them? It's all right. I've got a bag. Oh, I didn't open it. Oh, oh no, they were suffocating. <laughs> to wake up every morning his wife gives him body on toast <laughs> well it'll be a waste <laughs> he's also got the biggest fucking cat in the neighbourhood <laughs> it's a puma <laughs> oh Christ um, so Lana's doing lovely Lana lines mm. and there's a big reunion party going on yeah. and then we meet Brad Brad yeah Gavin O'Hurley he's great brilliant he is the son of the old man from Robocop is he Yes. But he's in sparse amount of films. But yeah, he he's in like this, that, Death Wish 3. Type. Yes. And he's always really good at it. Really good. Mm. Love him in this. He's great at playing arrogant American pricks, isn't he? He sadly died quite recently. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Chucked on the moon, did he? Chucked on the moon, yeah. Chucked on the moon. Jeff yeah. up Jeff Cape's arsehole. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, he, he turns up, he's horrible. He is horrible. Yeah. And he's got this thing for Lana for some reason. He loves Lana. It's, it's that small town thing where there's the people who don't leave are still there yes. pretending like it's still school. And with Clark there, it's the if I can't have a no one can attitude mm. that, that he's got. And he's obviously the town drunk and he's the town bully. Mm. And obviously used to be something when he was young. He was the top football player. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You hear of that a lot. Mm. Um, so you get the party, then you get the aftermath of the party. Well, that, that's in a bit. Oh, that's in a bit. Oh, now first, do we finally meet our villains. First, we have to meet Ross Webster. We have to meet Ross. Robert Vaughan. Absolutely love him in this. I think he's brilliant. He's so funny. He's really... He always plays good villain. 
He is basically his character is basically Lex Luthor light, isn't he? But yeah, I really like him, and he is very funny. Well, again, his his only reason d'être is to make more money, yeah. which is very Lex Luthor. Yeah, um, and also I like the dynamic he has with Vera. Yeah, his sister Brilliant. clearly loves him. Mm-hmm. I mean, really loves him. It's all a bit suspicious. Yeah. Um, I think she's brilliant. She's, she's amazing. Odd off the whack, right off the bat. And then you've got the, got the brilliant Pamela Anderson. Pamela Stevenson. Pamela Stevenson. As Lorelei. Yeah, Lorelei. And she's beautifully cast. It's wonderful. And she's a perfect... She's, she's clearly stopping mm. Mr. Webster as his personal assistant. What does he, what does he call her? Um, <laughs> oh, oh, and Vera God. clearly hates her. Yeah. Absolutely loathes her. Because she very cleverly plays the part of a complete bimbo airhead. And yet, she's actually fiercely intelligent. There's loads of shots of her like reading like physics books on the sly, and then when yeah. people come in, she replaces them with a gossip mag. She is. He give, to give her his title. He says, "Have you met my psychic nutritionist?" That's right. Which I think is wonderful. But that says more about the character Laurie than anything else about a girl who is making the best of what she can mm. by acting. <laughs> yeah, I'll pretend to be a dumb blonde, and yet I'm more intelligent than anyone in this room um, but, because she likes the lifestyle. Yeah. But they're discussing with his like finance manager, yeah, about the fact that someone has embezzled eighty five thousand dollars from their account, yeah. And he says, "Well, we'll never catch this person because whoever it is, they'd have to keep a low profile unless they were a complete idiot." Cue a big Ferrari driving Ooh, into the car park, prior. and not even parking in a parking space. I noticed this time; yeah. he just parks in the middle of the street. Yeah, so he's, I imagine this is like his fourth day on the job now. Mm, <laughs> he's mm. already bought a Ferrari. He's bought a Ferrari. Yeah. Uh, Which, $85,000, I think he's blown it all on that, hasn't he? Yeah. He hasn't got a house still. No. Probably sleeps in it. It's a bit sad. But yeah, and you go... You also get a good line from uh, Ross Webster when his sister and Lorelei are arguing, and he says, I can't have anyone with me who isn't with me. Yeah. Love it. But I like the dynamic between the three of them. It's very very much like the goodies. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the comedy threesome. One's clever... Um, uh, but doesn't say anything about it. One thinks he's clever and constantly talks, and one's an idiot. And they get chased by Dougal at the end. And they get chased by massive Dougal. So then we um, go to the bowling scene, where Ah, Ricky's mates and him are having a bowling game. Yeah. And Clark's trying to be the good sort of stand-in father, because we find out that uh, Lana's husband and the father, Ricky, little Ricky, little Ricky, uh, fucked off. Yeah, yeah. Incidentally, I looked up to what, I looked up what little Ricky's doing now. Is it tw- twenty years to thirty? <clears throat> no. In maximum penitentiary. I should probably save this fact for later when it becomes more pertinent. But oh. he's working for Shell Oil. Oh shit! Okay. Mm. <laughs> um, wow. Which, when you consider this film about a lot of, of oil spills and such, yes. Again, funny. that well, when we get to that, there's more magic in that, which I don't understand. But yeah, we'll, 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 we will get there. But yeah, so we get this great scene, which when I was a little kid I loved, where Clark oh, sneezes and sends the bowling ball at about a hundred million. Yeah, because you've hour. seen Ricky try one shot and it's straight mm. in the lane. He's rubbish. All the yeah. kids are like, oh, you're a dweeb. Yeah, and then Clark just does a little, yeah. um, literally destroys the bowling. Yeah, he alley. sneezes because he gets he knocks over the powder thing and it goes up his nose and then yeah. he's achoo and the balls. He does a little wry grin to go, yeah, help Ricky out. And, and, and then Brad's since like, that point, the Ricky, Ricky gets bullied even more when the kids go do it again. And yeah, he can't. He, ever. Can't. he goes straight back into the lane again. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets, um, he slit his throat and they put him in a dumpster. Well, this is it. His man throws him on the moon. There's a deleted scene here where Ricky's friends come around and say, we haven't seen the boys since yesterday. <laughs> uh, someone did say they saw one heading up to the moon at 150 miles an hour. 
<laughs> with his head crushed. The bowling ball sticking out of his ass. <laughs> oh, Clark. <laughs> Go too far. So then Webster sends for Gus. He goes up to his office. Yeah. And we have the nice joke. I always appreciate this joke. I think all comedians do this. Right. When there's a revolving set thing. Yeah. Like in Young Frankenstein. You have to go around it, yeah. You have to accidentally get stuck in it when it goes round. And I think Richard Pryor does it very well. He's yeah, like, he does Ooh. that comedy. It's, it's a bar, isn't it, as yeah. well? So, you, yeah. So Robert Vaughan presses a button and the, va- the bar twiddles around. He goes yeah. to investigate. And as Vaughan's doing a speech, he <laughs> has to do a little comedy. <laughs> and he has to say, do you know what I mean? And he's on the other side of the bar going, yes. Yes. <laughs> funny. But he says, R- Richard Pryor says the line, I can't go to jail because there's robbers and rapists and rapists that rape robbers. <laughs> Yeah. But Vaughan uses this as a well, you know, I won't, I won't let you get into trouble mm. if you do a few things for me. Yes, because I have suddenly decided that you, sir, are the wagon in which I must hitch my star. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, I think, may be a computer genius. Yeah, even though there's no evidence mm. to support that. Apart from all. you embezzling me and making an uh, a. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, obviously, the plan is is yep. to take just a very simple weather satellite yeah. and make it do magic. Yeah, the Vulcan weather satellite Vulcan to make weather. weather. To make weather. It can't do that. No. No, it can That's look like at weather. I want you to use this mirror, get this mirror, and I want, it to, I want you to make this mirror paint a portrait of me. Exactly. See this paperweight, yeah. I want that to win the next derby. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll, I'll get on that by just pressing these computer. Boop, boop, boop. Also, if there's anyone in this film you'd want to, you know, to have inside information about Colombia, would be Richard Pryor. All the the fucking coke he's doing. (laughs) Yeah, we must stress it only only destroys the coffee. Yeah, there are lots of other massive swathes of land completely untouched. Well, Webster does call Colombia the piss ant little country. Piss ant little country. So that's the sort of plan that's formed. And at this point, you're going, hmm? Sorry, well, mm-hmm. okay, I'll let that go. We cut back to Smallville. Well, Gus says oh, there's only one place I can do it. You know, he says, it's, I need to have privacy and a supercomputer to do it. And he's like, well, you'll need to go somewhere small. Uh, and then we see him getting off the coach at Smallville. Yes, of course, yes. Which, <laughs> and this is when Clark hits him in the balls with a door. With a, is it door or suitcase? Yeah, door. He's yeah. holding a suitcase and Clark just that's opens right. it. And, and so he has to do that. Boss side look into camera, mm. walk off shot. Yeah. And uh, then um, Clark decides to go for a picnic. Yeah. With Lana. And again, uh, Ricky just goes off to purposely fall over and hit a rock. Does the dog so. do it? It looked like the dog It looks did like it. The, it's all yeah. the dog's fault. Yeah. It looks like that dog again should be on the moon. It should be on the <laughs> on moon. On top of the pile. Yeah. Because Ricky goes running in a field. There's a lovely joke where Clark's setting up with Lana a little picnic spread. Yeah. And he goes, This pate's delicious. And she's like, No, no, it's the dog food. Which always used to make me feel sick as a kid. Because he, he, he goes, Oh, it's still nice. And he carries on yeah. eating it. Like, now, again, I think as the Clark character, taking it too far. Mm. You don't have to do that. If you wanted to be like, Oh, I'm still bumbly Clark, he could, sort of, he could have like the sat on a thistle and gone, Oh, me bam. Um, you know, something like that. And you're like, oh, when she he said it was dog food, he should have dog food. He should have gone, and just thrown up all over the picnic. Yeah, he should have vomited at a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Completely taking all their skin and hair off. <laughs> just a skeleton. As this huge gobbit of vomit goes 7,000 miles across the globe, and someone in New Zealand kayaking loses their face. <laughs> And it's the, man, it's the man from earlier in the Metropolis scene who, from the Joss Smith advert. Oh, it's Bob Tom. He's finally yeah. cleaned himself up. Yeah. And he's got. He's, he's looking at the bucket. So it goes into the bucket onto his head. Yeah. And he's stuck again. He's stuck again. But this time he's got no face. No face. 
But again, I just think Clark doesn't need to... Because Superman must know it's dog food, so now I'll just do that to keep up the ruse. Yeah. And you just go, no, Clark, you don't You don't need to go that far. No. It's a winning strategy. It is a winning strategy, yeah, to be a bumbling fool. And she does tell him her oil pan's leaking. She does, yeah. yeah. But she clearly besotted with him. Mm. It's nice to have Clark back. And then Superman hears the dog whimpering in the yeah. distance. Which is the dog basically writing a suicide note after he's killed Ricky. <laughs> I'm so sorry for what I did. I always hated him. <laughs> so it looks basically like Ricky's tripped and, over a rock. That dog and Ricky are basically the Joe Orton and Kenneth Halliwell of this film. <laughs> <laughs> the dog had got to the point where he suspected that Ricky was falling in love with Clark. And writing plays without him. So I've never written one play. The dog has judiciously sellotaped a flick knife to its paw <laughs> when he's out. <laughs> slashed Ricky put a rock nearby <laughs> and then run off <laughs> Ricky's fine but the dog had taken eight packets of paracetamol it's we don't really even know where weird, he got them yeah. from <laughs> the bottle of Jack it's really strange well he was a Jack Russell <laughs> um, but yeah so he he sees it with his supervision and then yeah. flies off to save flies him flies off to save him um, could have just swooped up and grabbed him really but also, doesn't gives the combine harvester driver a shitty evil yeah look. for doing his job it's not my fault I didn't fucking knock him over no that kid Fucking bloody Bobby Nabisco, whatever he is. They're just doing my job, son. He's like, oh, you shit. Bobby Nabisco played by W.C. Fields, yeah. of course. <laughs> Pool ball, barcoo. What are you doing lying in the field? <laughs> a glass of water. Um, for some reason, yeah, he gives him a right shitty look. He's really like, I'm shit. just doing my fucking job, He says, mate. is that kid okay? And he, gives, he looks at him like, yeah, what are you fucking Yeah, care? yeah, you're going to wake up in the fucking moon in a minute, mate. <laughs> Combine Harvester now on top of everything else. <laughs> the vote is still going. <laughs> so then we cut back to Gus going to Smallville. I love this bit where he knocks on the door and yes. uh, Brad's like, What are you? What are, Brad's the security guard at this place. What yeah. are you doing? And he goes, Oh, and he does. Richard Pryor does one of his two scenes where he puts on a silly voice. Silly, silly voice, yeah. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm doing it, obviously, feels now. Let's hear, Sharon. Have an Ashton stroll, something. And they're going to have, they're going to kill me if I don't do it. Yeah, I've come all the way here to help mm. you, son. Mm. And I've, and he's like, well, you ain't coming in. He goes, maybe this will change your mind. I've got and to he's install got a suitcase this. full of booze. He's got to install a bar. Yeah, and that immediately makes the town drunkard bully go, well, come on in. So does, has Gus done homework I think I think he's done his homework or maybe the Websters did it for maybe him maybe the Websters did he's it he's a massive yeah. old so if you turn up with a really bulky suitcase full of all the booze known to man mm. really hard to take around with you by the way this yeah um, to be very heavy yeah. um, and obviously don't drink any and then turn up with a massive fully um, open bar yeah um, that we reckon will do it and, it and works it, it does work he's yeah. let straight in and we get the bow keys at the same time Moment. well they both get hammered don't they yeah and he, um gus is very ups uh, like mm, this man ever get drunk and finally passes you never out. do pass out do you and he goes, yeah nope and then, and then, then he passes out. comedy four back of chair lovely yeah. nothing wrong with that nope gus now has to for some reason even though it's smallville somewhere small somewhere out of the way has one of the most complicated systems to get any like he's general admin done like he has to set off a nuclear bomb yeah literally yeah. you have to put two keys simultaneously is mm. that what just to fucking run the microwave in and this the place? keys look like afro combs <laughs> <laughs> distracting but they're too yeah. far spaced apart, yeah. and so Pryor can't do it. Pryor's also drunk as well, because he's, yeah. he's had too much. He says, I had your food, I'm not drunk, and then he does a comedy pratfall. Yeah. Yeah. I like the ingenious way, though, he solves it. Again, yeah. physics wouldn't quite listen. He kind of weekends at Bernie's it, doesn't he? Very weekend <clears throat> at Bernie's it. Yeah. There's a drunk, dead Afro comb. 
Now, because he's drunk, when he starts doing his programming, right, this is where I want to come back to what I mentioned earlier. A man is at a cash point getting money out, and suddenly tons of money comes out. Yes, this is the beginning, because Gus is drunk and he's now accessed the supercomputer. Now technology around the world starts to run amok. Yeah, but this man at the cash point is the man who is looking after the acid in the chemical plant. Ah, I did not notice that at all. I noticed this time, and I was like, what a fucking week he's had. Yeah, well, he's had a good week, actually, hasn't yes, he? I mean, his chemical plant didn't blow up, and he's yeah, just been given about 10 he's grand. Given, I tell you what, I tell you what, um, Imhotep, which is his character's name. <laughs> he's the character's called Imhotep, um, yeah. You have a long weekend in Metropolis. Just, mm. just let your hair down. You've been mm. through shit. Mm. And uh, he goes, obviously, he goes, I'll, I'll take out $50, maybe. Mm. Have a whore. Um, <laughs> and um, he ends up being able to have about 100. 100. Because yeah. he keeps giving money out. But he gives money out in that... He's like looking around like, oh god. And then a series of things starts happening around the world instantly, instantly. because of Gus's drunk now, computer program. One of them is Sandra <laughs> Dickinson's having breakfast with a man who looks like Rodney Buse but isn't Rodney Buse. Yes. He gets a statement saying that she spent like $180,000 on something. But he's just done the computer, it's just happened. So it's just it's, happened. It's printed and come to his house. Yeah. So that second. We can only assume that Miss um, Dickinson has gone out during the night yes. to do some late night shopping. And the statements arrived immediately. Statements immediately room. arrived. Yeah. But it is my favourite gag of the whole film. Yes. It is brilliant because he's of this. He's face to do the grapefruit. Yeah, he just looks at the bill, looks at his wife, picks up the grapefruit and just puts it in her face. I mean, she's she's she goes, looking at postcards going, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh. And then he grapefruits and she goes, oh. Oh. And then, which is fine. I'd love it if Pete Davidson was visiting set that morning and was just like, <laughs> what the fuck? And just thumps the bloke. What did you fucking do? <laughs> Cut. There should have been things like, um, I would have just gone with simple sort of gags about like people plugging in lawnmowers and the electricity's too much and they're like, yeah, down perfect, a lawn. Perfect. But, yeah. um, and stuff like that. But it gets. Chicken too... shooing out of the oven. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, what does happen again um, is magic. Magic happens because he yeah. makes traffic signals fight. Now there's, there's nothing wrong with it going green light, red light. Fine, fine. But when but the green light climbs into the red light <laughs> space and they start having a fight, <coughs> you go, ah, oh, yeah, okay. that, that wouldn't happen. That can't happen because there's not. They don't have mm. the light cells and the capacity to be able to do. That. Though the guy working at the traffic that day was Fritz Freeling from the Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah. It just uh, no, what, and, it, you, and um, as a kid, you don't mind it at all. You no, go, ah, no, it's fine. But when you rewatch it, and you go, oh no, it just it just doesn't work. No, it's I keep, stupid. I keep thinking you could have a scene where someone's putting petrol in the car and the petrol pump saying, you know, gone back to zero. Put more petrol. Oh, in. of course, yeah. Or like filling it with gravy. Filling like, it with gravy. Oh, even better. Or you yeah. get on a plane and instead of going up the runway, it just puts a top hat on and just goes hello, my mama. <laughs> and you're like, what? No, that can't happen because of Gus's computer stuff. Jeff Cape sits in the toilet and loads of budgies come out of his ass. <laughs> no, he's finally on World's Strongest Man and he's lifting up the biggest thing ever, and suddenly a thousand budgies come out of his ass. <laughs> Through his leotard, and he's like... Through his nipples. And somehow that's because of Gus and his electricity-based computer shenanigans. Well, the truck picks him up. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, it just doesn't... uh, Okay. Yeah. 
girl's dream On every smile a memory Of every place I've been Redheads, blondes, and cool brunettes Loved every girl I found But I couldn't stick around too long I like to spread myself around They won't get me Me, me, me They won't get me Me, me Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.